Hello, New Life Downtown. We're continuing our midweek meditations, eight reflections from Romans 8. Week one was about freedom from condemnation. Week two was about the flesh versus the spirit. Here we are in week three, and we're going to talk about being dead yet alive. Romans 8, verse 9, we're going to read verse 9 again. It says, But you're not people of the flesh, you're people of the spirit, if indeed God's spirit lives within you. Note that anyone who doesn't have the spirit of the Messiah doesn't belong to him. But if the Messiah is in you, the body is indeed dead because of sin, but the spirit is life because of covenant justice. So one of the contrasts Paul made last week was between the spirit and the flesh, two different mindsets. Today, it's almost like he's contrasting the spirit with sin. Remember, sin as this power, as this dominating force. Sin as a power that was at work in our bodies producing death. It's one of the meanings last week about flesh, flesh being the corruption of our bodies by the work of sin producing death. But Paul says here the spirit is a power and actually it's a power that raised Christ Jesus from the dead. Verse 11, so then if the spirit of the one who raised Jesus from the dead lives within you, the one who raised the Messiah from the dead will give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who lives within you you. How is it possible that we could have this body of death, a phrase that Paul used earlier in Romans 7, and yet experience this life of the Spirit? One of the ways for explaining the tension that we sometimes feel as Christians between two different impulses or two different uh, forces at war within ourselves has been to talk about it as an old nature or a new nature. Uh, the German reformer Martin Luther used a, a Latin phrase, simul justus et peccator, which means at once righteous and yet a sinner, that we are both of those things at the same time. But actually, if you read this text more closely, it doesn't seem like Paul is saying we are at once a sinner and yet righteous. Actually, he's saying we are at once dead yet alive. The New Testament scholar John Barclay suggests maybe we would be better off using the Latin version of that phrase, simul mortus et vivens, at once dead and yet alive. What in the world could that mean? Our bodies bear the marks of the old order of things, the result of sin. That's why we have graying hair, thinning hair, all the other signs of creaking and cracking in our bodies. It's the marks of the old order of things, the result of sin. But somewhere deep within us, the Holy Spirit is this down payment of the new order of things, a new creation. And one day our bodies will actually be transformed to be spirit-empowered bodies. This is the language Paul uses in 1 Corinthians 15 when he says, now we have bodies that are powered by our souls, so to speak, but, it, but in the future, our resurrection bodies will be powered by this spirit, this resurrection spirit. So in a very real way, Romans 8 verse 11 is an answer to Romans 7 verse 24. There Paul asks, who is going to rescue me from this body of death? Now he says, look, it's not the law. The law can't save you from the body of death. It's not you in your own self-interest curving in on yourself as we talked about last week. No, he says, look, it's the spirit of the one who raised Jesus from the dead who lives within you. The one who raised the Messiah from the dead will give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who lives in you. So what does this mean for us today? How do we live now? In verse 12 and verse 13, Paul says, so then, he's anticipating our question, so then, my dear family, we are in debt, but not to human flesh, 
to live out our life in that way. If you live in accordance with the flesh, you will die. But if by the Spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. Paul says, look, you now have an obligation, but it's not the old obligation, the old bent toward sin. Now your obligation is to the Spirit, is to King Jesus. In a way, you might say that we used to have no choice. It used to be our only course of action. It was a one-way highway. But now, the highway is open in both ways. There is traffic flow in the opposite direction. You can make sure you never end up going south by getting on the highway that is bound for north. Uh, in a sense, N.T. Wright says, the flesh has done us no favors and we owe it none in return. Now the question for us is, by the power of the Spirit, will we enter into, will we live into this new creation? Friends, the invitation today is, don't live according to the old order of sin. The results are death. What's some of those old order stuff? Maybe appetites in your body, maybe cravings or desires. You say, well, I just gotta do this. I'm only human. These are my desires. These are my needs. Paul says, if you feed that and make that the Lord, it will, it's a path that leads to death and destruction. This is why many Christians have practiced things like fasting or abstinence or ways of kind of setting aside the desires of the flesh to say, you matter, but you don't matter that much. There is a new order of things in which I'm living to. Live according to the new order of the Spirit and you'll find that the flesh and its corruption will die and instead you will experience resurrection life. God bless you today.